time tuning in get ready if you are back as a regular listener i appreciate your support today is going to be one of the more rewarding i mean well all of them are very rewarding interviews but today it's really really rewarding because a lot of you guys who have been a regular listener to the show know how much stony brook has been in my how, how much it meant to me to get to stony brook as a walk-on and the challenges that it it presented to me when I was there as a walk-on and all the things that I learned by being a member of the football team and being a graduate from Stony Brook University. Today, I have someone who is the life skills coordinator at Stony Brook University. And that was a, that was a department that I didn't even know existed. So I'm really, really pumped for you guys to meet him today. Mr. Izzy, what's happening, dog? How you doing, brother? How you doing? Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure, man. So we could, we could just jump right into it because like I just said in the intro, life skills coordinator. I mean, like, I don't know that position was not even the furthest thing. The only thing we had when I played football was a uh, academic counselor that, you know, was really not qualified. He, I played there for two seasons and we had three mm -hmm. different academic counselors just, just to give you some perspective on wow. the, the, the issue we had. Uh, so can you just kind of talk a little bit about First of all, how you were able to get this position and what exactly does it entail? Yeah, so I mean, so the uh, so my position is the I'm the director of life skills um, and I've been mm -hmm. in this position for about uh, for going on two years. Uh, I'll hit. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit my. Yeah, two years. <laughs> um, and what's funny is that I started this position, um, I would say maybe about six months, uh, five, six months before the pandemic started. Um, so my wow. position, like what I was, so what I did before the pandemic is very different from what I'm doing actually now. Um, and what's really cool about, what's really cool about, about my position is that, you know, I, I have full control in terms of like how the position looks. Um, and because like, you know, just, just like for me personally, like I like to tailor programming to be, uh, to the needs of the students, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, currently, um, and, you know, instead of designing programming uh, that, you know, that was, you know, was meeting the needs of the students, you know, last year or the year before, uh, I like to be, uh, I like to be a, a little bit of, you know, thinking, thinking about the future and what this program can be for these students in two, three years down, uh, down the road. Um, but what's funny is, you know, I, I, the way that I, 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 I was able to get into this position is um, I actually wasn't looking for this position at all. Uh, I, there you go. I, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. So. I, so uh, I, I, so in, in my previous experience, I was, um, you know, I, I, I had a majority of my experience within the, the you know, the education sector um, where I, I worked, I worked um, 
primarily in the nonprofit sector in terms of working with uh, community-based organizations um, and partnering mm-hmm. up with schools. Um, and my previous position, I was the community school director uh, at um, at, at a uh, elementary school in in East Harlem, um, in uh, in mm-hmm. New York City. And you know, I love the position. You know, I, I'm still connected with I'm still connected with some of the staff over there. Uh, and yeah. it was a great it, it was a great opportunity for me to have a full understanding of one of the, the challenges that schools, um, especially in a in a uh, inner city setting, uh, like like what are the yeah. what are some of the challenges that you know students and parents and even you know administrators like what they face on, on a uh, on a right, daily right. basis. You know, so like I functioned mm-hmm. as a as a uh, um, as a basically kind of like a an assistant principal and, and a and a, um, mm-hmm. and a and a and a idea bouncer with the um, um with the principal. Um, had a great so what relationship. Were some with, of the, uh, what were some of the challenges? I mean, honestly, you know, when, when, when you're looking at historically the East Harlem community in New York City, it's yeah. it's one of the one of the poorest congressional districts in the um, in, in the country. Not only just New York City, but in the country. Um, so a lot of these families are, you know, uh, there's a high pop- there was a high population of students uh, who uh, who were considered homeless. Um, you know, they, they were living in sh- they were living in shelters or they were they were living in a, in a, in a doubled up uh, um, um, housing situation. So like either, either wow. they were living with with family friends or they were or they were living with um, uh, uh, extended family members. Um, yeah. So again, like you know, these these students and families faced a lot of challenges. Uh, there was a lot of mm-hmm. you know those high high un, high um, unemployment rates, uh, poor access to you know to to quality food, um, you know a, a lot a lot of violence in the community, um, and but it, it was it was so much that there you know these students faced you know prior to even going to school, um, so wow. you know for you know as the community school director I was in charge of making sure these students and these family members had access to resources. In the community, bringing resources that were outside of the community into into the school settings, partnering up with you know uh, hospitals, partnering up with other CBOs, mm. um, and you know developing enrichment um, enrichment programming, you know addressing some of the immediate needs to make sure that these yeah. students, you know, once once they enter the yeah. building, they are in the, the best possible mindset to be you know the the, the best versions of, of themselves. Um, and, and I love know, it, and, man. And, I love and, it. I love know. it. And. I love the fact that you you really brought that to, to the viewer's attention or the listener's attention because there's so many, especially being on that campus, so many people who go to school and they take those little things for granted. You know, they take yeah. having a roof over your head for granted, just having yeah. food, having a basic way to get clothes. I mean, there were so many times I remember being teased or be, not, not necessarily being teased, but not feeling cool enough because I didn't have the new Jordans growing up and things like that and all this superficial stuff. So you know, the, for the viewers and for the listeners, really understand how crucial that is. Understand the little things in life and how some people just don't have the resources. All those kids that he just mentioned, they didn't choose to uh, grow up in that area. They didn't choose to be living in a shelter. It just so happened that they lived in a certain part of the world that money wasn't coming in. So, so I really wanted to just make that point, but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. This is what happens on the show all the time. People <laughs> say some good shit, and it's like, whoa, hold up. We got we to gotta stop and emphasize so people know. And if I'm touching you, if you feel in a certain way about that, then maybe you need to look at your situation and say, hey, you know, maybe I need to start appreciating the things I have. I mean, even more, like... Like when, like when you're thinking about these neighborhoods, um, like specifically mm-hmm. East Harlem, now, but now not just only East Harlem, but like if you look at, you know, like, like what would you consider? And this is a question for you. Like, what would you consider yes. 
the, the, the greatest indicator for a child's success um, in life? The greatest indicator? Yeah. It'd be, well, now that I've grown, it'd be effort. But before I had this, like, this enlightenment, I would have said grades. I would have said, mm -hmm. you know, the A, B, the A, or the B, or whatever he got on his report card. You know, you know what it really is? It's really their, uh, the zip code. Where do they live? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Taking it like taking wow. it a step further. And when you and when you look at New York City in particular, you mm -hmm. New York City, you know, we are a, you know, a blue city, you know, a democratically run city. Um, yeah. And 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 you would you would think that because, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, it's, it's a very progressive city, uh, quote unquote. Um, but the education system is honestly one of the most segregated systems in New York City. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah because and yeah. a lot of it has to do with you know with the, with the zip codes and the resources that are allocated to each zip code um and the resources that are allocated to put you know to the public school system. um mm -hmm. and and that creates a, a you know a huge disconnect a huge barrier for students uh, to gain access to resources you know and, and yeah. you know students you know and schools are constantly underfunded teachers are constantly underpaid um and resources are not allocated properly appropriately across across the board you know you know, and, and, and that, that's something that, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully in my lifetime, that's something that, that, that gets directly addressed. Right. Now, what made you like, what made you the guy? I know you play, you're a baseball player at Stony Brook. What yes. made you like the guy that was picked for this? Because you just mentioned that you weren't looking for a job. So someone had to kind of see your work and see <laughs> everything you had. And say, okay, I have this vision for this department. Izzy's the guy. You know what? What made it so people picked you? Someone picked you for this position. So I mean, I I, I always had a, a great relationship with uh, my academic advisors, uh, and I, mm -hmm. I think we may have. I think we may have had the same academic advisor, Courtney Ricard. Um, who, oh yeah, you know, I remember yeah, Courtney. I remember. Yes, Courtney. <laughs> yeah. So Courtney, Courtney's high energy. So you, so like anyone that anyone that meets Courtney, you like you'll never forget her. Um, she's always, yeah. you know, she's always, you know, very student friendly. She's, she's someone that yeah. has, 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 it's always, he was always in your corner. Um, and she's mm -hmm. been a, a great, a great advocate, you know, for, for the work that I, you know, that I've done. Um, and, yeah. you know, I've, I, I always make it, a, I always made it a point, you know, for myself to come back and get and to give back to Stony Brook uh, athletics. Um, um, and to like, you know, share, you know, resources and to share my experiences with students. Uh, I know I, mm -hmm. I've volunteered at, um, you know, previous uh, speaking engagements, uh, uh, career panels. And what was funny was that the, uh, there was a career panel, I would say about in the February before I actually started. And Courtney, you know, she pulled me to the side. She's like, hey, you know, uh, there, there could be a possibility, you know, for an opening here. And I'm like, and it, it kind of piqued my interest. But yeah. I was, again, again, I wasn't looking for anything. You know, I was, I was establishing myself in the school. I ha was having a great time. Um, and, and I was seeing like the fruits of my labor in, in the school. Uh, so I, I kind of like didn't like, you know, poke at it to, like to find out more information. But Courtney just kept mm -hmm. on emailing me. She kept on texting me and she's like, hey, like, yeah. like kind of like gauging my, like my interest. Um, and it wasn't until like, the, the, you know, the position, you know, was about to be officially open where she reached out to me directly. I was like, hey, like, you know, um, I, I, I would love for you to apply. Um, and, you know, I, I took a chance. Um, and, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a great opportunity for me because, you know, living in Long Island, uh, I was, I was yeah. commuting to, uh, to, you know, to, uh, to New, uh, New York City. 
it was going to, you know, it was going to cut my commute in half. So it was, it was a match made in heaven. So like, you know, so, and, and the great thing about, about this position is that because I have the, you know, the perspective and the experience of working yeah. with students and, you know, working with students in a, in a educational setting, uh, you know, working with students in an out of school setting. Um, and, you know, I, I, so like, like the breadth of my experience has been, you know, uh, a majority has been with, with uh, high school and college age students. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so it, it was, it just made perfect sense. All right. So two, two things that I want all you listeners out there to really jot down right now and really pay attention to, he used two words, relationships and volunteering. Say it again, nice and slow in case you kind of missed it. Relationships and volunteering. Say it all the time when you're out there and you're an athlete, even if you're not an athlete, even if you're just managing, if you're just, you know, working the, the camera or, or working the scoreboard or, or helping out in the concession stands, there's a relationship that you're building from a volunteer standpoint. There's internship work and your dream job, your dream position. I don't even, I don't even like the word job. I say your dream career is depending on, dependent on how seriously you take those two things. He what he played there at Stony Brook, right? And he had a relationship with the academic counselors, the academic advisors, and they saw something in him as a player. He wasn't going after it. They just saw something in him as a player. And then the position became because he volunteered to speak. Didn't say, yo, I need uh, X amount of dollars, a couple of thousand if I'm going to speak at my alma mater. I'll do this shit for free. And next thing you know, he's running an entire department. And that's the dream situation. I mean, this podcast has always been about finding your place in this world. It's always been about, hey, you know, where is it where I can find my sweet spot, my aha moment? There's no secrets to success, guys. There's no secrets. I'm not here to tell you any secrets. Every single guest I've had on, every <laughs> single solo episode I've done, I've told you the very, the sauce right there. You got to get your hands dirty. You got to go volunteer and you got to build some quality relationships with quality relationships with people so they see things when opportunities come up they think of specific people so thank you for sharing that and 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 i love that story because i think you're gonna you're gonna save a lot of people in that college atmosphere right now in this social media fueled world everybody wants something right now like i've heard people like who've come out of college say, oh, i'm not taking anything for less than six figures like whoa <laughs> you know what just because you think you got a degree you think you just, someone just automatically going to give you six figures? No, you got to get out there and volunteer and figure out how you're going to work with people. Yeah, no, I think that makes total sense. You know, uh, you know, even, even back when I graduated, when I first graduated, you know, I, I thought that, you know, my first job, I was, I was going to be making good money. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of, you know, reality sets in like, hey, like, I'm going to have to start at the bottom. I'm going to have to start somewhere <laughs> and, and build up and make connections. And that's how, and again, like, that's how you move, in, you know, in this world is, you know, most of the time, like when you get, when you get a job, you know, most of the time it's basically because of a, of a, of a connection and you want to make sure that yeah. as you're building connections and when you're applying for positions, you want your resume to come down, like come top down instead of, instead of it coming brand new or, or, or bottom up. And what, and what I right. mean by that is, you know, if you have, if you were able to network, you know, and, you know, build connections, not only with like, for example, your teammates or, 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 or your classmates, or even your professors, you know, these people are, who are moving on to, you know, who, who are becoming leader, leaders within, within organizations, you know, you want to make sure you, you, you maintain those connections. It's not just about like you, you, you know, making friendships, you know, and, but like being like making genuine 
uh, uh, genuine connections and, and investments in each other. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think that, that that's a, that's, that's been a, a lost art, um, how, yeah. how to effectively network. Um, and I'll be honest, yeah. like I had, I had, I struggled with that. You know, I struggled with, with how to network. Um, and, wow. you know, and I, and I, and I definitely credit my, my wife who, you know, who she's, who she's the, the, the networking queen. Um, and, and oh, basically, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so she's the, uh, I mean, she's right now, she's the chief of staff at a, um, uh, at a national nonprofit called, um, uh, matriculate. So basically like, they, uh, provide, um, uh, virtual college counseling services uh, for students and they, they use, uh, college students, um, to provide, uh, college, uh, college, uh, counseling services for, for, uh, juniors and high school, uh, juniors and seniors in high school across the country. There you go. Shout out to the wife. Yeah. Shout out to the wife. Got to yeah, give her a shout out on this. Definitely. <laughs> so now the uh, the person that connected us was Taj, and uh, and as I was listening, I listened to the shout out to Taj, the Thrive After Sports episode that Definitely. you were on with him. I was thinking about you know what our college experience and the fact that you weren't there. So can you kind of just walk us through how things would have changed for students like us? if you would have been on campus as a, I was a walk on, he was a full, full ride guy, but at the mm-hmm. same time, we just had the same kind of energy and we just had the same ambition for what it is we wanted to do. Can you just, and we were around a lot of lazy football. We're just going to call him out, Fred. We were around a lot of lazy football <laughs> players. Straight up. The guys were spoiled. We, I won't even use the word lazy. I'll just say spoiled. Spoiled to the mm-hmm. point where they couldn't pick up free books that were sitting there the entire semester. Like that kind of spoiled to the point that, it used to make us sick and we would, you know, drink and talk about it to, to, to no end. And we'd probably be on here for hours if I was to get into that conversation. But talk to <laughs> us a little bit about, you know, the kids who are different, the ones that are on this campus and they want to be there and they want to make the most out of the experience. How would it have changed for us had you been there? I mean, I, I, I don't want to call them spoiled. I, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't think that, I don't think. I know, you know I get a little. Yeah. No, but I, I get, no, I get, I get, no, I get, no. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I, I think for you know for those students, it's, it's about you know being ex- like it's the exposure and and one of the yeah. like one of one of like one of my major things that I some of, you know some of the things that I actually like to focus on is disrupting this this whole notion that ball is life, you know, yeah, and and really addressing you know these students' identities outside you know outside of of um of uh, of sports. Um, because, we, and again, like I, I was the same way. I led with my baseball identity. You know, my mm-hmm. family knew my family knew me as you know Izzy the baseball player. You know, the, the, my friends around me they knew me as Izzy the baseball player. But mm-hmm. you know, I was also a student. You know, I was also individual Izzy the individual. You know, um, and it's and it's important that you know you know like these these student athletes. You know, they get they get exposure to people. That are going to push them to explore those those other identities because for yes. a lot of us you know for a lot of us our careers ended you know our sport our sport career ended when we left stony Brook. Mm-hmm. you know or if, if they transferred and at that at that other school your, your your career ended for a lot of us for a majority of us and it doesn't matter what school yeah. you go to you know unless you go into a par five school where you where, where or, or for example like i give an example alabama you know where half the team is getting drafted or half the team is getting signed to a pro contract this not mm-hmm. it's not that's not really happening here at Stony Brook. It's not happening at the yeah. you know uh, uh, you know with 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 every sport, you know. So it's yeah. important that students you know as, as much as they, they're focusing on their craft on the field, 
they should be focusing on their craft in the classroom and especially even more importantly outside of the classroom and and the field um, because that's that's where you know you 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 have the opportunity to expand your network you know and and, and again like I, I wish I had someone in, in this position yeah. back in back in you know back in my days you know like yeah. uh, unfortunately you know obviously the, the athletic department was much smaller um, and, and you know advisors had larger caseloads uh, of students mm-hmm. so like you know and these advisors you know they were they were you know they like and I, and, I, and I think you know with everything that they faced I think they they did an amazing job of building you know building connections you know across, yeah. across teams um and you know like I, 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 like imagine like imagine you as as, as an as a academic advisor having over a hundred student athletes for you to for you to like track and make sure that they're that they're eligible, you know. Yeah. Um, but having someone who's dedicated to the to, to the to their lives outside of the classroom and the sport, um, I think mm-hmm. that that's 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 great. Yeah, and I also too, I think it is also important that we hold the adults accountable as well. I mean, as much as I, I respected Coach P. As a, as a football mind, there were times in which we would tell them we're missing, well, we have to miss practice for class and we get this look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sure a lot of the, the former players can resonate. It's like, yo, I got to leave about maybe an hour for class or whatever. There's some, we'll get this look like, ah, you know, hey, <laughs> it's a championship week. You know, we, we get this look from our coaches and there was always kind of an unsaid, unverb, unsaid, like just tension between him and Courtney when it comes mm-hmm. to hey, I'm for the academics and you're for winning games, which is great. But and they can have their arguments, they can do all things, but it's important that they understand the importance of what's best for the kid and what's best for the athlete. Winning football mm-hmm. games is not going to be what's quote unquote best for the individual athletes, best for the team, best for the school, and you know, notoriety and things like that. But no one cares that when Taj and I played that we were two time Big South champions. No one mm-hmm. asks us that on a job interview, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. No one cares about that. So it's important now as adults, you're holding yourself accountable to say, what am I really doing here? And that mm-hmm. really brings me to the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is this is the NLI. And yeah. I know I know we, we kind of waited for the decision to come to, to do this recording. Can you just walk us through a little bit about how the NLI, the decision from the NCAA, is going to change things in the student-athlete experience? I think, you know, overall, I think it's, it is going to enhance the experience mm-hmm. of student-athletes. It's going to provide student-athletes with the ability for them to um, explore, you know, their own individual brands. Um, yes. and, and, you know, and it's, it's been something that's been going on. It's something that has been in conversations, you know, since back in my days, you know, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and really, you know, especially for student athletes who, you know, who, you know, especially in the past, like who haven't had the opportunity to, you know, have the, the ability to like earn some income for themselves based off of their brand and their likeness, you know, and their, and their, mm-hmm. and their social media following and having the ability to partner up with with, you know, partner up with, you know, companies that have endorsements, you know, something that, for example, you know, a normal student on campus, someone who's not a student athlete can definitely capitalize off of that, you know, so I, yeah. I think, I think it's a great, it's a great opportunity for student athletes, um, but it's, 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 it's going to come with, you know, you know, certain set of challenges. Um, and, and so, yeah, and that, that's, that's actually what I was going to, that, that's what I was going to really kind of ask you to, about, because I had a, a guy named Coach Vic on a couple of weeks ago. And he played at Eastern Kentucky, I think it was. Eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It was a small school, similar, F- FCS program, similar to Stony Brook. 
And I just read a headline about Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama, approaching a million dollars in endorsement deals now. And there's a, a big sponsor for the – I'm in South Florida. There's a huge sponsor for the University of Miami's football program. Every player is going to get like 500 uh, a month or so, something like that. But these are big programs with huge fan bases. Yeah. What are going to be the challenges for the Stony Brooks of the world who don't have uh, millions of people showing up every Saturday to watch a football game? I think it, it I mean, I, like my programming, like when, whenever I design programming, I design program to meet the needs of the students who, who are most impacted by policies, uh, by what's going on on campus, what's, by what's going on nationally. Um, and if you look at our, our BIPOC student athletes, you know, and, and, and more specifically, if you want to like look, like look at the numbers, if you want to look at students who are federal Pell Grant student athletes, you know, who mm -hmm. receive federal, uh, federal grants, uh, grant and aid, and also in-state aid, you know, hmm. they, have to, they have to be very cognizant of how much they're going to bring in on, on their own. Um, like for example, like if you look hmm. at, for example, you know, Pell Grant money. You know, you you know, you know, for for total family income, I believe it's about, uh, you know, you for in order for you to receive Pell Grant, you need to have, you know, total family income is about uh, fifty thousand dollars, right? Um, yeah. Now, if you you know, most Pell you know, most Pell money goes to student athletes uh, or students with family income below twenty thousand, um, and then I you know, the more obviously the more money you, the more money a family makes, the less the less aid you know, you know the less federal aid you receive, right? But then when you're yeah. looking at, for example, you know, the max Pell Grant amount that you, that, that you would actually get in a year is about 6495 And then if you're looking at, if you're an in-state athlete, you know, t uh, you know the, the, the max you'll, you'll receive is about 5100 you know? So, like, that's, those are the numbers that, you have, that you're playing yeah. with. So the, what that means is that if you, if, you're, if you are making, if you have an endorsement deal, $20,000, dollars $40,000, how is that going yeah. to impact my aid, right? If, if, if that's yeah. part of my package. Now, if you have a full ride, if you have you know, full, full athletic athletic scholarship, that may not, that most likely won't, will not impact you. But let's say, for example, if your family, if your family, um, uh, uh, you know, receives any type of government assistance, how is that mm -hmm. going to impact your family back home? You know, if, because mm. if, again, your income, your income is going to be part of that, of, of, of that household. Um, so and, and that and that creates like a, a, another set of challenges and, and, and another layer for them to actually think about it, right? Um, and then the mm -hmm. other, another set of challenges is taxes. You know, when it, when you have earned income, you have to pay taxes on that. You know, mm -hmm. and then that's something that that's something that you know uh, you know that we you know we here at Stoneham we're gonna be we're like we're, we're we have been working very closely with like campus partners and making sure yeah. that you know as students are you know uh, are, are are building their brand and they are signing endorsement deals. Or potentially signing endorsement deals that we right. have those conversations with them because we don't want we don't want we don't want this to be a huge tax burden on student athletes. Um, yeah, and that so, that yeah. was that that's kind of where we got is that it, it's almost scary because you can think about schools that don't have those large fan bases, and the, it becomes just about the money. You know, let's think about yeah. a kid who says, all right, look, if Alabama is gonna if Bryce Young's making that, why not just walk on at Alabama instead of going to Stony Brook? why not walk on at a bigger school like what one of the things that really used to frustrate me when I was at Stony Brook was the fact that you can be at a big time school like Michigan do something stupid you know fail a drug test whatever and then they come to Stony Brook and they are on full ride like nothing 
You know, they're playing, mm-hmm. they're almost rewarded for messing up at a bigger school. Now mm-hmm. with the fact that players can get paid, now, you know, smaller schools, it, it wasn't as celebratory because smaller schools have to really knuckle up in terms of the guys that they let in that locker room. They have mm-hmm. to be really driven people. And again, this is a shout out to you. People like you who are doing the research and making sure they know how much is coming in from grants, how much you're going to have to pay in taxes. All of those things are going to lead to a better conversation with a sponsor. And this is for my student athletes that are listening to or a potential sponsor. A potential sponsor is going to grill you. How much you're making in grants? How much am I paying in taxes? How much? Is, it's not going to be just a matter of selling your jersey to them. All right, guys? It's going to yeah. be a matter of do you know your numbers before that sponsor writes any check and now your family and all the things that you're hoping to get with this new this new agreement, now it could be beneficial to you because you knew your numbers going in. And that takes work. That takes a great deal of work. I mean, it's tons of finance people on campus. There's going to be tons of accounting execs. I mean, Stony Brook's an incredible school when it comes to business. It's one of the reasons I wanted to go there was because I wanted to be a business major at the time. Really do your research and figure out what numbers you need to have in your head Go to the already sponsors, go to the people who are already sponsored, and then have that conversation. Because if you don't do that, it's very highly likely that the smaller schools get left in the wind with this whole thing. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. I no, mean, if, if I'm Bryce true. Young, if I'm Bryce Young, I'm making a million dollars. I'm like 19 or something like that. And I don't even play pro yet. I'm just at Alabama. If I'm a kid, I'm like, look, I'm walking on Alabama. Straight up, I'm not going to sleep because you know you're not going to make it to the NFL anyway. So why waste your time at a school and you ain't making no money? That's just the way it's going to be. That's why I agreed with with Tebow's point. Why he was so frustrated about the fact that they can get paid now. It it can Mm. turn into like a just an onslaught of ridiculous money. Like this plays in the NFL that does not deserve do not deserve the kind of money that they make. I think Trent Mm. Richardson at one point was paid half a million dollars to get cut. That's the kind of money that they waste at this at that level of, of football. So my, I know I went on a soapbox there, but <laughs> that, that, that brings me to my, my final point when I when it comes one of the last things I want to talk to you about is just the importance of mentorship. You know, strip away the title, strip away the schools and all the, the great accolades that you have. Can you just kind of talk to us a little bit about the importance of mentorship and 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 how it's you know it's really played a major role in your life? No, I, I, I honestly, I think, you know, they're, they're, you know, mentors serve various purposes in your lives. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it's and me, and mentorship just in general is a, is transactional. So it's, it's not just one-sided. It should, it should never be one-sided. You know, I, I yes. think, you know, when, when building a mentoring relationship, you know, both, both parties has something to offer. Right. You know, and it's, yeah. and, and, and that's something that as, you know, as, as a, as a young professional, that's something that, you know, that's why networking is so important because like that's how you build those these mentorship opportunities and then also always remembering that you know you know even even if you are a young professional there are people behind before you behind you that being uh mentoring opportunities and and, and always thinking about giving back um and because like, mm-hmm. that's something that I'm, I'm i'm always i'm always you know big on is is how to have you know some of our juniors and some of our uh, elder student athletes give back and, and having opportunities for them to give back and and mentor some of our, our younger um, um, uh, student athletes, you know, and, and uh, one, one of the programs that, you know, I definitely want to highlight is uh, our mm-hmm. PAC mentor program where we have, you know, upperclassmen student athletes who, you know, who help in, you know, who aid in the transition of our first year student athletes. Um, and, yeah. uh, and, you know, one of the great things about that program is, you know, 
our student athletes are able to build that relationship, you know, with, with these freshmen and help them, you know, help them transition to like like what it what it means to be a, a student athlete uh, here at Stony Brook. Um, Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, one of one of the one of the big changes that we're going to do this year is, um, you know, these these student athletes are going to go. Uh, these PAT mentors are going to meet with their mentees, um, you know, in the fall and go and go to various events on campus that are non sports related. Uh, and, and because again, yes, like that, yes. open, that 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 opens up different types of conversations. You know, we want them. We want mm-hmm. we want these you know, and also these PAT mentors are going to help these mentees with building relationships with faculty outside of athletics. Mm-hmm. So like you know, you know, breaking that bubble because, you know, as you know, you know, yes. as a student athlete, you are in a bubble within a bubble. So if, yes. and, and any opportunity that we can get them outside of those two bubbles um, and get them on campus, get them to get them, you know, in other clubs and, and other organizations, you know, it helps build their, you know, their, 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 their knowledge about like what it means to be just a well-rounded student. Um, because again, yeah. like if, you, if, you, if you're just focused on your sport, you're just focused on your classes, then you're missing out on the whole on the whole college experience, and and the college experience yeah. is neither. You know, it, it, it it's it, you know the sport and the class is an add-on. The the the, mm-hmm. the real work happens in you building those networks, you building those relationships. Because like for these for a lot of these student athletes, when they go off into the workforce, you know they're going to be in spaces where they they may be the only the only former student athlete in that space. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you've never been exposed to other people. And, you know, in a, in a professional setting, because again, like, I mean, because you're in a classroom, that, that's a professional setting, how you conduct yourself in a classroom, how you, how you work in small groups in, in terms of projects, how you, um, in terms of public speaking, like, how are mm-hmm. you when, when it comes to public speaking, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when you, are, when you, are, when you are handing in, handing in assignments, what's your communication with your, with your professor, with your professor, you know, like, who's basically like, like your quote unquote supervisor, right? How are you building yeah. that relationship? You know, and, and, and I think, I think, you know, college is that, that precursor is that, is that prep to get you, you know, to get you ready for once, you, you know, when you have that first job. Um, one of the big things that, uh, you know, that we're going to be stressing uh, moving forward is we want to make sure that our student athletes have, you know, their five envelopes. And basically like what I'm, what I'm being by that is, you know, when students graduate, they need to have, they need to have accomplished at least one of these five envelopes. And basically, we want to make sure that our student athletes, when they hit the senior year, you know, at the end of the senior year, they have a job offer. Not only just one, but multiple wow. job offers. And, and the reason why is because, you know, if, if you think back to, you know, your own recruitment process, you know, you have the most leverage when you have multiple offers. If you only have one mm-hmm. job offer, if you only have one offer, one scholarship offer, you, you basically have to take it, right? Um, so like, exactly. you, that, so, well, that's, so like, that was my story. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, and, and, and I always think back to my own, my own individual story, you know, when I was picking Stony Brook, I had four other schools that were offering me the same package. So I, so what I did, I was, uh, I, I made sure that I made an important decision about the school, the school culture, you know, the, the proximity to New York city, you know, because I, you know, uh, I want, I want, I wanted to, you know, to stay close to home. Um, and I want, I wanted the opportunity for me to play early on in my career. And Sonenberg offered me all three. Um, now going back to the five envelopes, you know, if a student is is um, you know didn't didn't have a job offer, but they at least have a, an acceptance to a graduate program, either here at Sonenberg mm-hmm. or somewhere at another school. If a student, if a student, um, if a student wants to, you know, we want, we want to make sure that every student has the opportunity and the access, not only just just the opportunity, but also the, the direct access to explore uh, any entrepreneurial opportunities. 
you know, especially when it comes to name, image, and, and likeness. We also mm-hmm. want our student athletes to perfect their ele- their their elevator pitch because that's going to help them with with networking. You know, and then also, you know, and I think this is probably one of the most important ones is we want them to to be able to reflect on their experiences, um, not just mm-hmm. not just after practice, not just after after a team meeting, not just after their semester. But I want them to re- do a uh, practice reflecting all the time uh, because this is this is what's going to help you with planning ahead is going to help you with yeah. keeping yourself organized and also learning from your experiences. Um, so if, if, if our student athletes are able to achieve these five envelopes, they're going to yeah. be successful, you know? And, and, yeah. and so, uh, so I'm excited to see like what this turns into, um, mm. you know, and, and again, like, and like NIL has opened up a, a lot of doors of opportunities, but it's important yeah. that our student athletes are informed about those opportunities, how that impacts their individual experiences um, and, and how, you know, and especially how Stony Brook can help elevate their experiences. Great, great. Now, can you just kind of repeat the five envelopes just again, just in case everyone was was jotting yeah. that down? Because I, I think that was a, those were awesome. Yeah. So, like uh, having job offer, you know, making sure mm-hmm. uh, make job sure you offer. have multiple job offers. You know, uh, the graduate program uh, acceptance to to not just graduate one but multiple program. graduate programs, right? Multiple graduate, um, right? Ex, ex, exploring um, uh, entrepreneurship opportunities, right? Um, yes. And you know, and and then uh, um, you know, practicing reflecting. Right. And then, reflecting, uh, right? yeah, reflecting. And then also your elevator, like what's your elevator? Pitch? Elevator, elevator pitch, pitch. Yeah, that was it. The yeah. Elevator pitch, right. Yeah. Now, so like what's really interesting about this, you know, uh, these envelopes, you No, know, this is something mm-hmm. that I, I, I learned. From yeah. I was actually going to um, ask you, well, how'd you come up with that? That's dope, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I actually, <laughs> I learned this from the, uh, the Black Student Athlete Summit, um, which is, uh-huh. uh, it, it's, so it's, it's an annual conference, um, uh, that, that's hosted by the, the, uh, by UT Austin. Um, and they have yeah. a, they have an amazing program over there. Um, oh and, yeah, actually, uh, Shauna Shauna Sobers, she's she was on the show. She was uh, she's a resident advisor there. I think she's a part of that actually. But oh yeah, yeah. No, they they do amazing work, and I, I believe that that mm-hmm. that conference has been in existence for about six years. I want to say, um, but I've, yeah. I've been to two of them, and they're gonna have another one, and it's gonna be the first Northeast Conference in in August. Uh, in late August, uh, and I believe it's going to mm-hmm. be at UMass, UMass Amherst uh, is going to be hosting it, um, and it, right. it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity for you know for Black student athletes to understand the landscape of college sports and how they can mm-hmm. uh, how they can advocate for themselves and learn and network. And I think that that's the that's the great thing about that about that conference is is the ability yeah. for stu- for for everyone to network with each other. You know, we, we and, yeah. and also academic advisors are there. We also have our, and our athletic administrators. We have Folks from from the high school realm there, um, mm-hmm. and they have a, and they have great great speakers and great presenters who you know share uh, amazing resources. Excellent, excellent, man. But like you know, like I was telling you before we got on, we could probably talk for hours and hours and hours and hours. But the viewers, the <laughs> listeners, you know, we we are definitely gonna have you back on the show. There's so many things. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be sometime in fall. So football will be well in the swing of things and things will be getting back to normal. So there's going to be a ton, of ton of opportunities and ton of new things that are happening once this comes out. So don't think that you can't reach out to us or that this, this is just an end all. As you can see, there's a lot more coming on the pipeline. So before I get on another soapbox, Izzy, please just tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can reach out to you. What's the best way of connecting with you? Yeah, any yeah, folks, folks in, uh, can email me. Uh, my email is, um, I guess, like, should I give my work or? 
Uh, well, I'll put both in the show notes. Just yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, so my my work email, my so my Stonebrook email is my first name dot last name. So it's uh, I S I D R O is Cedro dot Fortuna. My last name F O R T U N A uh, at um, Stonebrook edu. Uh, definitely, if you know if you have, you, you can also look me up on LinkedIn. Just type in my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. I, I know, like for like especially like you know like attending previous um black student athlete summits uh you know I, i've had a you know a bunch of student athletes across the country who reached out to me uh just to ask questions mm-hmm. about you know how to like how do you enter especially you know the um, um the, the, the college the college athletics world uh, which is something that's mm-hmm. honestly you know it's very difficult to get in and and the best advice yeah. is get in uh the you know the hardest part is getting in so you have to figure out you know getting in and 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 getting into a position obviously like that, that may not be your ideal position but getting there that getting mm-hmm. that experience and then moving yourself yeah. around and, and and molding you know molding the positions to something that you that you want yeah i actually yeah because i started out as a as an independent scout that was all, all commission work and now i landed on motivational speaking so yeah. you know guys <laughs> what he's saying is the truth uh you know just get in learn about the business because it's it's a family-run business let's just be very honest here yeah uh, all these teams are family-run all these teams that produce all the revenue giants whoever it is you want to be it's always been a family-run business a guy buys a buys the dallas cowboys jerry jones buys the dallas cowboys he hires his son to do all the marketing so if you're not willing to commit to the job like it's your family don't bother applying don't bother talking about it, don't bother messaging it just ain't gonna happen if you're treating it like a job it's a career. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. And, you know, yeah. again, that's another topic we could go in on. But I'm going to let you get out of here, man. I know you're a busy, <laughs> busy guy. But before I officially, officially close, I'll uh, I'll let you get the last word. Any uh, advice you want to share? Anything else you want to share? I know you dropped a ton of gems, but I'll let you get the last word. Go ahead. I, honestly, I'll be all, I think, you know, I want I, I would hope that student athletes and just folks that want to be student athletes at, at the collegiate level, for them to take a, take a positive risk, you know, try something new. Um, and really think about, really think about like, you know, when you go on college trips, really pay attention to what the, what the coaches mm-hmm. are, are showing you on campus. Because, uh, because you, ha- you, have to, you have to really think about it this way. If a coach is only showing me the advisors, only showing me the library, only showing me the athletic facilities, then that's what, that's what, he, that's what he or she only like really cares about. If they're if they're not showing you wow. the the supportive services on campus, if they're not showing you, you know, uh, what are the spots on campus where students are socializing? What are, like like are, are they are they sh- are they showing you other staff members within the athletic department? Then then they want they 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 want they want to make sure that you have a full experience, you know. So like really pay attention yeah. to that, and also you know take charge of your own educational experiences. You know, the the probably the most frustrating part about about this is. You know, when, when I meet with students and and they do not know what it is that they want or they come to a meeting, they come to a meeting and they're not prepared. Do your homework. Do your homework. Take charge of your education. Don't leave it up to the academic advisor to tell you what classes you need to take or what classes you should take. You know, be a thought partner with your academic advisor. You know, like if, if, I, if I really want to explore XYZ class, advocate for yourself. How can I do that? How can I make this fit in my schedule? I want I want to take advantage of, the, of this opportunity on campus. How can I how can I do that? Speak to your coaches. You know how can I do that? And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least you tried. At least you advocated for yourself. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you. A lot of the alums I know I'm speaking for not only myself, but Taj and thousands and thousands of alums from Stony Brook and not just Stony Brook, but tons of student athletes. When we say we appreciate the work you're doing, man, keep going, though. That's the only thing I, I make sure you got to keep going, please. <laughs> That's the one guarantee <laughs> that, that we, we all need because we need each other, man, as, as, as someone that has been in the work for work world and in both sides, you know, being that student athlete, we need each other to, to continue to push things towards. Exactly, so man. appreciate exactly. you jumping on. Everybody else, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you. Later.
Now swerving coops, it's me. Sing, kill em. 